Good morning, Boker Tov, Buenos Dias, Sabah Lecher. This is Shanna Fold here from Tel Aviv with the Israel Daily News Podcast, the only English daily news podcast coming out of Israel. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. Today is Thursday, August 27th, 2020, which means we have a special report at the end of the show. It's scathing. It's juicy. It's disturbing. It's something that certainly needs more press. I'll tell you about that. But first, let's get to the news. Rabbi Shai Ohayon was killed outside of Tel Aviv in the suburb of Petah Tikva yesterday. He had only been crossing the road when a terrorist ran up to him and stabbed him in the chest multiple times at a junction in the city. A witness to the event ran after the Palestinian man screaming out, terrorist, and knocked him down to the ground. The 39-year-old rabbi was declared dead at the hospital after paramedics found him unconscious at a bus stop there. The 46-year-old man from Nablus in the West Bank was arrested when police found a bloody butcher's knife on him. He had been allowed in and out of Israel due to a work permit he'd been given following background checks from the Israeli authorities. Reports have surfaced saying the Palestinian man had recently received mental health treatment in the West Bank. He has six children. Prime Minister Netanyahu tweeted out that he would demolish the terrorist's house and work to carry out the most severe punishment. This tweet came just hours after he posted earlier touting that no Israeli civilian had been killed in Israel this year and that it had been a milestone, as it was the first time in 56 years. Rabbi Ohayon leaves behind his wife, Sivan, and four small children, 13, 11, nine, and four years of age. Ohayon was known to be a strong teacher of Torah in his community. 200 family members gathered outside his home, but just 40 were allowed to attend the service to keep coronavirus protections in place. Let's take a moment of silence to send our intentions of strength and love to his family. United Nations peacekeepers are launching an investigation into what happened at the Lebanese border Tuesday night. They're asking for both Lebanese and Israeli officials to fully cooperate with the investigation. The IDF's initial findings are that at 10.40 p.m. Tuesday, Hezbollah snipers fired two bullets from a small weapon toward combat intelligence troops near the border. The shots were apparently from just 200 to 300 meters away. Now, a note for Americans, this really helped me when I learned it. 100 meters is just about one average city block. So figure about three blocks away or 1,000 feet. The shots did not actually injure anyone and instead hit an object nearby. This caused the IDF to fire a slew of flares and smoke shells into the air to light up the way for troops who were searching for border breachers. Then an Israeli aircraft bombed some Hezbollah observation posts on the frontier. A UN resolution rolled out at the end of the 2006 Second Lebanon War demanded all fighters with the Lebanese military stay north of the Litani River in Lebanon, but 
the U.N. interim force in Lebanon is not allowed into private properties, which Israel's ambassador to the U.N. says cuts the efforts for peace because they cannot ensure that Hezbollah is not working inside private homes and on private pieces of property. So he's requesting to change that rule. Before we move on, I have a question. What is your favorite part of the show? What do you like and what do you want to hear more of? Send me a message with your answer and also sign up for the Israel Weekly News Wrap using the link in the show notes. I'll put the details of the responses from this week into the newsletter. So sign up and print it out before Shabbat if you observe and are going to be turning off your electronics for a restful 25 hours. A new newsletter will be coming out tomorrow. The Israel Daily News podcast has been approached by Audible, which is the audiobooks, podcasts, and all things audio sector of Amazon. I recommend the app to my listeners because it's absolutely the future of media. Sign up for the trial using the link Audible Trial, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E Trial, T-R-I-A-L dot com, backslash Israel Daily News. The trial is free. Let me know what you choose, and then... Let's talk about it on the show. The link is in the show notes, so you can also find it there. Though the Israeli media is laying low on the coronavirus coverage, I would like to report that the numbers are reaching incredible highs, and I am monitoring this every day. And every day, I see more and more people walking about with their mask on their chin, instead of covering their faces. Israel has 875 deaths due to the coronavirus with 404 cases. Quick corona wrap. Gaza is extending their full lockdown for another 72 hours after they had some confirmed cases. Ukraine, after a long debate, is sealing its borders off to prevent Israelis and other Jews who usually make a pilgrimage to a sacred site in the Ukraine in honor of the new year that's coming in. So a lot of people, thousands of people, go to Ukraine each Rosh Hashanah for this event, and that is not going to happen this year. And Israel's national food bank, Leket Israel, is really down on food donations from hotels, businesses, and army bases as the demand for food is skyrocketing. A lot hotels are operating at just over half capacity and donating less food. Farmers are donating more food because they're selling so much less of it. The organization will need a 1.3 million shekel or $385,000 investment or donation just to support the people who will need a meal for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. I usually like to end my report with a high note, but since I'm going to finish today with a hard-hitting report, I'll give you the good news now and then try to rescue your spirit with some music at the end. Does that sound like a deal? Okay. For the first time in history, a commercial flight is being prepared to take Israelis from the Holy Land directly to Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates following the historic diplomacy deal announced weeks ago. It's scheduled to happen next week. Israeli and American diplomats will be aboard the aircraft on Monday. Monday's so soon. And they'll be flying El Al. The goal for the group on board is to formalize the peace treaty. Today's special report is on a topic that seems completely harmless or even cheery. But when you take a further look at what goes on inside this world, it's actually despicable. 
I'm diving into the dark side of Shirut Leumi, or in English, National Service. Five years after Israel was created in 1953, the volunteer program was officiated, allowing people in who wanted to serve Israel but didn't want to operate on the front lines in combat. In 1971, a wave of women began to sign up, many of whom were Orthodox. Today, there are programs in place to bring foreigners who want to support Israel through both army service and volunteer service. But those are separate programs, and my investigation has found that the financial packages are completely and utterly unequal between lone soldiers and lone volunteer servicemen. You may have heard of lone soldiers. They're individuals who come to serve Israel without any familial support, and there are a slew of nonprofits that offer them food and an extra hand. But for those who are lone service operators, the offering is, well, let's just cut to the numbers. Lone soldiers get a monthly grant of 550 shekels to use as they choose. National service members get nothing. Lone soldiers get between 150 and 400 shekels for groceries per month. National service members get nothing. Lone soldiers get 3,000 shekels in salary, while lone national service members get 860 for everything. That's $882 a month versus $253 per month. Lone soldiers get a 1,500 shekel one-time financial assistance package. National service members get 100 shekels of financial assistance. That's less than $30, about 93 to 94% less than what the lone soldiers get as a little boost of money. Service members work for free in hospitals, the National Emergency Service, old age homes, schools, national security, high tech, special needs communities, and even the police department. This is all without compensation. Without enough money for food and horrifying reports of what the apartments look like that lone service members are forced to live in, it's no wonder that Ari Rubel, who looks after these young people, is up in arms. Rubel is a senior advisor at the Michael Levine Base, or The Base, as it's called. The base supports people who come as lone soldiers and lone service members. He says this is a very sensitive topic. The top issues that we are seeing is mostly, I think, recognition for who they are and what they do, appreciation from the community, from the government, housing. Their housing is in terrible conditions definitely needs to be overlooked by some sort of government. Um, There needs to be money. They need to feel that their houses are a home and not just a room with a bed. You know, not just 12 girls, you know, sitting in an apartment where where their conditions are terrible, where, you know, they use their beds as couches and, you know, their rooms are not locked and they don't have all the utilities they need. and, And they're not just given a key and said, here, walk in, enjoy. They need a place where it really feels like home. A lot of our loan service member girls feel that they are not as appreciated as soldiers are um, because they are not wearing the uniform. They feel that, you know, a soldier, everyone thinks is fighting on the front line. A guy with a uniform and a gun is always draws attention. People always want to help. People always want to give to the soldier. The loan, so, you know, loan service girls at the end of the day are on a front line of their own. 
during Corona now, a lot of these girls were in the hospitals. They were dealing with the test. They were dealing with so many things. And that's, and that's a front line of their own. And they feel that they are not getting the attention that the soldiers are getting. Ari, tell us about some of the other issues that these girls are up against. You know, anywhere from girls, 12 girls being cramped in an apartment without the proper utilities, with one bathroom, you know, no air conditioning. They're all bringing their own pots and pans, you know, using someone's bed as a couch because there's nowhere to sleep from girls serving two years, not getting recognized for those two years. You know, they don't get the proper money that the government gives them for housing, for paying for food during, you know, Hagim. They don't get, you know, stipends for money. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a program in the army called Maha. It's basically soldiers serve for 18 months. Um, mostly soldiers don't even see combat, but they get so much more attention and so much more money and scholarships when they get out. It's just crazy for soldiers. There could be girls serving in, in Shari Tzedek Hospital dealing with corona now. For two years, she's serving in the hospital, and she gets out. She gets none of the same benefits. And it all, And these are all things that need attention, and this is just the tip of the ice, iceberg. The only person that could really fix these issues is the organizations that run these girls themselves. Um, every girl that they get, they get a certain budget for the girl, and that is, and they're the only ones that could really fix it. They're the ones who are accountable. They're, but they'll, when you ask them, they'll basically tell you this is a budget thing. You know, the government has to give them a higher budget every year, and they'll be able to do more things about it. But that's not necessarily true because they're also missing. You know, there's one woman who is in charge of 35, 40 girls, and she can't get anything done with that many girls. Now, we're going to hear from Tahila Katz. She's from Johannesburg, South Africa, and works at the Temple Institute in Jerusalem. It's an organization focused on the rebuilding of the Third Holy Temple. You'll hear about her housing situation, which is non-negotiable for service members. They don't get to choose where they live. Here's a note. Mazgan is the Hebrew word for heating and cooling unit. You'll hear that word a couple of times, a.k.a. air conditioner. Mazgan, air conditioner. She'll also speak about her experience managing the coronavirus pandemic while doing service in Israel. The housing situation was not the easiest. I was in an apartment with eight other girls in Kiryat Moshe, in what was supposed to have been the Bodada apartment. We were promised a lot of things when we signed up through that Amata, which were supposed to have been given to Lombanachiru, which were a washing machine, a dryer, Wi-Fi, and a Mazgan. When we first came, the apartment was still a disaster from the previous year, and we didn't have any of the things that were promised. We didn't have an oven, we didn't have anything working, and the apartment was filthy. When we asked our Rakesset about this, we were told that we were spoiled and our standards were too high. We had to pull teeth to get every single thing on our list, and it took months to do. There was no air conditioning. In summer, the heat was torturous. There were girls who would sleep on the floor purely because it was too hot to sleep in their own beds. During winter, it was freezing because there was no heating or air conditioning. The apartment frequently flooded up to our ankles. We tried and tried to get things fixed and it would take a long time. We wouldn't get a response and we would never stay in for showers because who would want to? I think one of the hottest factors this year for Lombanachiru was our experience with Corona because during Corona, both soldiers and Banocheru were forbidden to leave the country and Lombanocheru especially were told that if you would leave then it would be counted as if you hadn't worked anything and the days that you'd left wouldn't be counted for. The difference was though that the soldiers were on base and were taken care of by their various host families whereas the Banocheru were left entirely in the dust. They were told 
we're not doing anything for you. You can't go home to see your family, but we're also not helping you. So a lot of girls were stuck in the apartment. There were a couple who had to make Pesach by themselves. They didn't give them any help. A couple, Amutazak Barami, helped their girls out. They sent them groceries. Amina Dav, the one that I'm currently in, did nothing. And some girls had to spend alone. I was lucky enough that I was working for my seminary, so I was taken care of. But there were a couple girls who actually did end up going to America to their family because they said, we need to see our families. We have nowhere to go. They came back, their Sherut organization told them that their days weren't counted, and now they forfeited an entire year of Sherut Lemi. Now we'll hear from Naomi Davidowitz. She comes from New York and did one year of farm work, and now she's about to become a medic for the National Emergency Service. Um, so I have a bunch of friends who are all lone soldier. My brother was a lone soldier. They get a lot more money and usually have a lot less. They need a spend on because most of their time they're at base and that means they don't really need to buy anything the whole time they're at base whether like which is different from who have an apartment and have to cook their own food which means buy their own food and just have a lot more expenses in general so we get less money and have to use more of it which is um yeah kind of crazy um in terms of housing so this past year i was in I had an apartment with a few other girls in the youth village and like we were all doing the farming in the youth village together. Um, the apartment was not in the best state. Um, well, above my bed there was a big crack in the wall and the winters got really cold. Um, summers got really hot, but we did have a mazgan, which was nice. Would you say that you are properly recognized for your service? Um, this also has to do with a lot with just Bunuchirut in general. that. Um, they don't get as much recognition, recognition and um, kavod, I want to say, by like the general public. They get um, so I've gotten that re- reaction a lot. People say, "Oh, shoot, Lumi, that's nice," in kind of an offhand way. Um, whether like in like, which is different from soldiers, because soldiers are like, "Oh, soldiers, that's so cool." Can you tell us about your financial situation? Um, thank God I have parents who are supporting me. Um, so, like, I know a lot of people aren't like that. My friends um, have gotten extra jobs and are working a lot harder and are using their own money. And, like, they really are struggling a little bit. Thank God I'm not in that situation. Um, but if I was, if I, if I was using all my own money, I think I would be struggling a lot. Also, because it's really hard because, like, living costs money. Food costs money. Everything costs money. So just really difficult to keep up, especially when you have to, you have your own apartment. Like, I don't have to pay for bills, I don't have to pay for rent, but I do have to pay for shampoo and for if something breaks. And also, a lot of times, most of the apartments don't come with pots and pans. So you start out and you need to make food, but you also need a pot and you need a plate and you need a pan. It usually comes out to be a lot of money. Um, whereas in the army, you are in the charochel and you don't have to, like buy food, you don't have to buy cutlery, you don't have to buy pots, and you have to buy pans. Also, soldiers get um, they get this gift card um, once a month, like 150 shekel to Supersol, um, which like they only use on the weekends mostly. I think that would be really helpful for Bonochi and Bodedot, who will actually use that money for like essential needs like milk and bread and eggs. 
Today, Rubel and his team are meeting with the National Civil Service Authority, which is a leg of the government. The goal is to discuss better conditions for the members, many of which are women. I myself have reached out to that government office by phone and by email, asking how they respond to these standard of living issues among the other major inequalities. So far, no reply. If I do get a response, I'll be sure to share it with you here on the Israel Daily News podcast. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Thursday, August 27, 2020. We've got a low of 23 and a high of 30 degrees Celsius in Tel Aviv. That's 74 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 86 degrees in the central city. Tonight, you can catch my live Facebook show called Money and Culture at 8.30 p.m. my time and 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for getting caught up with me, and don't forget, subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Please send in your answer to this week's question, which is, what do you want to hear more of on the Israel Daily News podcast? I'll send you off into the end of this work week with Elsie Acuendo, who also goes by Fine Boy. Originally from the Ivory Coast, Acuendo was scouted by a pastor who brought him to Israel. He's been making Afro-gospel music in Israel ever since. Here's his song, Ulisema. Yeah. Have a great and productive day. And hey, Shabbat Shalom. C'est la solution Tu m'as dit au pied du mur on voit le vrai maçon Tu m'as dit vivre heureux c'est vivre sans façon Tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit Tu m'as dit faut se serrer les coups si on veut réussir Tu m'as dit que l'unité nous enverra aussi Tu m'as dit les tournons vides font beaucoup de bruit Tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit Tu es toujours celui-là qui sait tout su tout Tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit Tu parles pas du début jusqu'au bout Tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit a force d'en rajouter, tu veux me rendre fou Tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit T'es toujours celui-là qui sait tout su tout Tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit, tu m'as dit De la religion à l'administration De la grosse